It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. We're live. I hope we're live. I've pressed all the buttons this time, so I think uh, all is good. You think after doing this for years and years and years, I'd, I'd get this sound, but well, we know what happened last week, don't we? We do. But I am pleased to see that since last week, Rhys James is looking good behind you now. Ah, he is. Yeah, new frame. I thought you meant in like pre-season. I thought you were straight in with some <laughs> uh, some pre-season tips. Yeah, I the, meant this picture. <laughs> yeah, the, fr- the frame is is definitely uh, an improvement. Um, he's a, he's a little bit of an off colour, which you can probably notice. Yeah, but he's, he's a bit know, brighter. Yeah, he's a bit brighter, but he was hand drawn rather than than you know kind of computer generated. So, uh, yeah, that's that's why. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Q and A. It's uh, another pre-season Q and A. We've got two more of these until the season starts, so mm. not a huge amount of time. How's how's tinkering going, Sam? Your, your team changed much? Yeah, I, I mean, I recorded the uh, FPL pod earlier today, and so I had a tinker before that. So I think I've done about, I think I'm on draft six now, yeah. but I've got two that I'm running simultaneously at the moment, one that's got Kane and one that's got no Kane. And then I'm trying to decide between the two and obviously whatever happens in Lovely, McCain. naive Sam. Well, we'll, we'll thinking make my he might stay. <laughs> Happy birthday, Harry! It's his birthday today. He's thirty today. <laughs> oh, bless him. Is he only thirty? Yeah. Old, man. Wow. He was thirty today. Still a young man. Bless him. Whippersnapper. Positively a whippersnapper. <laughs> uh, get your questions in for us. My team has completely changed in the last week. Has I, it? Yeah, I did that classic thing of uh, checking what I could do with my team if I took Trent out. And it turns yeah. out you can do a hell of a lot when yeah. you take Trent out. Yeah, so, you can. So currently, all of these things I've been on, saying Trent's essential, saying I'm going to start with him and all this, he is currently not in my draft. Oh. And I've gone completely rogue. But it's still changing a bit, so I'm not going to I'm not going to show it. Mark and I should be streaming on, on Sunday with Black Box, so I'll, I'll show it then. So we can have a, a spoiler uh, for that. Um, hi, everyone in the chat. We've got loads of people in the chat. Heather says, happy birthday, Harry. Not FPL Harry. That's uh, Harry Kane. Uh, we've got Nirad Sharma saying afternoon, we've got Greg Frost, we've got Rodrev, uh, loads of people. So yeah, do get us your uh, questions in. No one's saying that, you know, we're late and they can't see us. So I We think were on time today. We're on time. Well, I think we, we went were, live. I think we were like one minute late, but you we, were talking to me about that new Disney film, so. I was, I was talking about that <laughs> and then I was singing about Barbie Girls as well. So it's a good job that we weren't live. <laughs> I've got, well, I've got that recording because I was checking no, the no, sound. No, so no, that could, no, no. <laughs> that could come out uh, at some point. Uh, let's take some questions. Uh, black screen. I thought as was done with FFS. No, they can't get rid of me that he can, easily. He can never leave. <laughs> I'm not full time at Scout anymore, but I will be 
dipping in and out of various things, I'm sure, and obviously doing the, the weekly Q&A with, with Sam. He can't get away from me. No. He has to stay with me forever, you see. That's part of it. Absolutely not. Um, let's go straight into what I was just talking about. This is from Danny McDonald. Uh, is Trent really worth 2.4 more uh, than Stones and Chilwell? Is, is Trent in your draft at the moment? Yeah. Yeah, because the way I kind of like to play FPL at the beginning is wherever possible to have the most expensive player in each position because that I feel like gives me the most flexibility when the season actually starts because then if Trent isn't what I think he might be this season it's easy to move anywhere else whereas if I start without him and say go in with well if I went Trippier for example is just the next most expensive player and actually Trent does start really well and mm. is doing all the things that we think he might do that's problematic because then I've got to find that additional 1.5 million and finding that additional budget when you've just structured a team is quite difficult. So traditionally that's how I always like to play it. The thing is with Trent is that genuinely, I do think that he's going to be playing as an out of position. He's going to be playing in midfield in the game as a defender. So you're going to get the benefits of the clean sheet points if they stick. Now Liverpool haven't exactly looked watertight defensively, in pre-season and they certainly weren't last season but I do think that they will be better this time around once they kind of get themselves sorted because obviously they've lost a lot of key players in mm. this pre-season period as well so for me I don't like the idea of starting the season without Trent I think it's it's a big risk to take and it might end up with people having to either take points hits or an early wild card in order to get him in yeah, no, I don't. I don't disagree. I mean, the, it's it's the fixtures, right? The fixtures aren't great. They're Chelsea away, Bournemouth at home, which is obviously fantastic. In fact, he's captainable in that. I think mm -hmm. with with Haaland with Newcastle, Newcastle away. That's tough. Villa at home. Villa made some good signings and, and looked tricky. So that's three out of four games where I think a clean sheet might be unlikely in, in all three of those games. So you're relying on attacking returns from him, and then looking at the question from Danny, Stones has got three promoted teams in in the first four games. Yeah, Chilwell's got attacking potential as well. We've seen how high up the pitch he's been playing. And we know the Chelsea fixtures are really good from game week three mm -hmm. as well. And we're comparing Trent to the likes of Foden, to Fernandes, to someone like Odegaard, you know, even to like someone like Watkins or Jesus. That's the price bracket he's in now. Yep. And I don't... No, I, to answer Danny's question, I don't think there is 2.5 difference in it at the start of the season. I think mm. from game week... Five, then it's Wolves, West Ham, Spurs, Brighton, Everton, Forest. I want Trent for those. So I'm going to be mo I'm going to be looking for ways to bring him in. But I think for those first four fixtures, I think I'm going to go about, you know. And then, okay, so if you're going to be looking for ways to bring him in, what is your plan for that? Are you planning to leave some money in the bank? Are you planning to pull the wild card early? Have you got a position that you've invested more heavily in that you're happy to downgrade? I think it's going to be one of those ones where you can't, really plan for like four or five game weeks in advance mm. so I'm, I'm looking at the team and thinking well it's probably going to have to be a downgrade of, of one of Saka Fernandez um, I mean I've got Watkins in my draft at the moment okay so yeah. it, it, it could be him I've got Havertz in my in my team who have I'm getting you? a lot of stick for Havertz yeah I mean I can't I can't see Saka or Rashford Saka Rashford and Haaland are obviously going to be I think probably in my team for the majority of the season, barring an injury. Yeah. But any of the other spaces, I think if I see they're not really performing too well, the fixtures turn, that kind of thing, There's that's where that spot would, would open up. And actually, you can move like a Stones and a, a, a Fernandez or, you know, another 8 million-ish asset to quite a good 6 million, 6.5 midfielder and still have that money mm. for, for Trent potentially. So, yeah, that'd be that, that's kind of what I'm thinking. That's but, what you're thinking, yeah. Hey, it's Trent. I'm not going to say don't start with him. I think... Uh, I think he's a great option, but you can't have everyone. No, no, you absolutely can't have everyone. And I think that we said that we always say this, don't we? At the beginning of the season, we always say, well, you can't have everyone. But this season, it feels even more prevalent than it maybe has in years gone by because of the way that everyone is positioned in terms of their price points. And because there are so many midfielders that actually I would love to have this year. Like I could easily fill my midfield slots twice over. Mm. So I think you do have to then make some sacrifices and some choices because you've only got the five slots. You've only got the hundred million to spend. So you're either going to be going without somebody like Salah or you're going to be going without somebody like Trent or you're potentially going with somebody you know, without maybe Rashford or somebody like that. So there's always going to be a compromise. And I guess the, the question mark is over which players you're prepared to compromise on and which ones mm. you aren't. And I can see the appeal of not having Trent for those opening fixtures, because like you say, do the clean sheets look likely? Well, maybe not, but then there's always attacking threat with yeah. Trent. So you do run the risk of him getting some hauls 
that don't come through clean sheets but equally if you invest in a player that is likely to bring a clean sheet in those opening few weeks then maybe you counteract some of that threat that he has mm. chat is is and you're, i'm seeing it kind of around as well the the early you know everyone had trent in every draft i saw but i'm starting to see more and more teams now without him in and looking at the comments mm. quite a few questioning whether he is worth that that extra so it'd be to see what happens with his um with his kind of ownership between now and the end of the season because yeah yeah people are realizing i think that you can do quite a lot with it but obviously he's still a great asset in his uh, own right uh fpl matty win a lot as you say you get your questions in but you don't read them anyway look at sam all done up you do look very nice today sam i have to say I've got a new camera. <laughs> and it's the new camera. Yeah, absolutely. That, that always helps. Um, and I also, like I said, I, I was recording the official pod earlier. So I, I, I mean, to be fair, I, I'm i not dressed in anything special, but I do have more makeup on because they film the pod these days. Yes. You look very nice. My camera's too oh, good. Thanks. It shows every bloody line on my, yeah. on my head. Well, you know, you need some makeup on. Yeah, I do. I miss, I miss those days. I've got some concealer around here somewhere. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Matty, you know the answer to your question. I try to read as many questions as I can, but as always, and you know how YouTube works, if you have a question that you want us to answer with 100% certainty, get your super chat in. Super chats, you know, they're still a thing. You know, they're still, they're still open. They still exist. So yeah, anyone that wants a, a question definitely answered from us, um, do that in. But yeah, I do try and, and answer as, as many as I can. It's just we... You know, we go off on a bit of a tangent sometimes, don't we, Sam? And it's hard to get around to. It's hard to get around to. my everyone. fault, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> or we, or we record for ten minutes before we notice that we're not. Well, recording. yeah, or that, yeah, that, that, that eats into the, uh, into the time. Um, Historia Films, Havertz or or Martinelli, or Havertz versus Jesus, um, as well. I mean, the Arsenal kind of spots are interesting, aren't they? Because I think majority of us are going with Saka. Well, I think everyone's going with Saka. Mm -hmm. Majority of us are pairing that with an Arsenal defender and because Zinchenko hasn't really been in pre-season, I think Gabriel is the obvious one. Tim has got mm -hmm. the risk with with White. They're kind of rotating. We don't know if Tierney, if Zinchenko's going to be back. We can't really risk Tierney. You could go Ramsdale, but then Onana and the 4.5s look good. So Gabriel's... I'm going Saliba. Are you? Yeah, I mean, it's Gabriel or, or Saliba. Delia will be happy. She was, she was pro Saliba. Uh, yeah. Where is Delia? This is like the first stream I've ever seen her not in. <laughs> Maybe she's... she's baking. Yeah, she's, she's baking. probably baking. Yeah, hopefully yeah. she's right. Um, but then it's that third spot, isn't it? Because I mean, Jesus is is ridiculously popular, and again, he wasn't yeah. too popular when when the game first launched. But I'm seeing him in pretty much every team now. Martinelli, mm -hmm. people are a bit mm -hmm. worried about Trossard coming in, but still, he starts most games. Odegaard, I'm not seeing him mentioned. No, but I think that's because Odegaard is the same price as Saka. I think had Odegaard been eight, we might have seen more of him. Like, I mm. think because he's coming in at the same price point, I think that makes it... Martinelli is the one I, I like the best of, oh, really? of them. I think, yeah, yeah. Because last season, I think, you know, we had... There was so much conversation last year, wasn't there, about Martin, Martinelli as a rotation risk. Was Trossard going to come in and just destroy him as an asset? Was, like, all of that stuff was constantly going on in the background. And what we found with Martinelli is that it didn't really have an impact on him. Like he would still return, like come off the bench and return points if he didn't start. He was just fantastic last season. And I think for me, when I'm looking at Arsenal, the only the only negative I see with Martinelli is that it's another midfielder. Mm. Because I'm looking at the midfielder slots and thinking, well, I, I want a bit of a Manchester United player in there. I'm probably also going to want to spurs one in there depending upon what happens with kane that might change as to who it might be um and then there are other positions other players in there that i quite like i want a chelsea player in there somewhere probably one of their attacking assets when i work out which one i think it should be so all of that kind of struggle it, it makes me struggle a little bit to put a second arsenal midfielder in which swings me a little bit more to jesus mm. but then i prefer martinelli over jesus as a pick not considering Havertz. No, I'm not considering that <laughs> at the moment. Unless he starts really well, but I do. I mean, I mean the value is definitely there. But for me, I think I, I definitely prefer Martinelli. He's the standout for me. And I think there was a moment during the week this week when I was drafting where I was like, "Why am I picking Saka over Martinelli?" Mm. Because I think it's really close. Yeah, I think it's really, really close, and it's 0.5 million that you can save by having Martinelli over Saka. And I am tempted by that i mean i'm i'm not someone that you know tends to go with with effective ownership but it, it would that's be, that's what's waiting it would be scary not going with sack i mean he's what yeah. 50 55 60 percent owned something like that yeah. 
um, on penalties as well yeah. with with good. That's games. what swayed it in the end. Is and I left Zachary in because of that reason. Yeah. But I do I do really like the Martinelli pick. I think he continues to look like a really great option. I think if it was one million, I think we'd see more people risking it. Probably for 0.5. Yeah. I mean that that's kind of the slating I'm getting for for going for Havertz. It's like why not just pay the extra 0.5 and and get and get yeah. Martinelli. I just like I always like to have a couple of players in my team who. Not many people own, and I'm backing to do well. And mm-hmm. there's options around him. You know, if, if Havertz gets off to a bad start, maybe he, he, say he doesn't play the first game or something like that. There's plenty of good 7.5 options. I can move him to Foden. I can move him to Madison as yeah. well. Even if he drops in price, I can move him down to, you know, a Brighton mid or in Bomo or something like that. There's there's enough options to not really worry about it too much. And he's a bit yeah. of he's a bit of fun, I think, um, going for him. Because I think all, all the Arsenal assets are good going. We don't know who's oh, going to... Yeah. Totally. We don't, we don't know who's going to score in those opening games. There's going to be they're going to get goals. There's yep. so many players in that team that could score. I don't think any of them are necessarily worse options than than the other. No, I agree. I agree totally. I think all of the Arsenal options actually are really nice, with the exception mm. of Ben White. He's the only one I wouldn't be going with. Yeah, Bill Matty again, my my biggest fan today. Love the new graphics showing the message on the stream. I know. I'm so happy with with this. And it's and so I've actually worked again. I just yes. did it, and it just worked. Uh, it was amazing. Your little face, you've like the biggest smile come on your face when somebody complimented your graphics. Compliment the graphics, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, getting quite a few questions about uh, Brighton. Um, okay. So David Thorne says, March is looking like the most now Brighton asset. Uh, in CISO, Pedro, Matoma, Andingra, Ferguson, Welbeck, uh, and had the best underlying stats last year. What are my thoughts? Uh, Muteb says, um, 5.5, Jao Pedro, um, or in CISO as well. We're getting questions about steel um, as well. I mean, I've obviously got a lot of thoughts on on Brighton, but oh, I'd, I bet you have. I'd like to hear what you um what you what you're what you're doing. How many how many have you got on your team at home? Two. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Jao Pedro's not left my team yet. Good. He's in my team at the moment as well. Mm, not left my team yet. Mm. Really, I, I had him from pre the game launch when I was doing it with the pod. I had him in my team because I don't think you sign, you don't make someone your record signing to not play them on a regular. And then I've been really impressed with him in preseason. And I like the fact that Deserby's been playing him and Ferguson together at points during preseason. Mm. And he's playing in the sort of positions I want him to. And during the summer series matches, I've been quite impressed by his movement, by where he is ending up positionally. I think he's great. And he's 5.5. So he fits into that enabler third striker bracket. Like it's almost like a burner slot, isn't it? Like you don't, if you don't want to, you don't have to use him. You can just sit him on the bench. But on the flip side of this, I think I will play him most weeks if, because he's, looking like a decent option. Mm. And then I, I was adamant that I wasn't going for a stooping yarn at the back because there were other teams that I fancied for fixtures longer, more longer term than Brighton's fixtures. But actually, I think what I've now decided is probably just to go with a stooping yarn because he's so highly owned that there's that element of protection that comes in the early part of the season. You don't want to be kind of having to make a change to, for a player like that after one game week and then use that position for a Chelsea defender a little bit later. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean it's it is I think it's it's a really difficult one with with Brighton mm. because we are stacked. 
Like and Dringer's now being talked about as as an option. Yeah. He's a he's a predominantly left winger. Um, I, I don't know whether he's going to go out on loan, but obviously he, he scored the two goals in, in pre-season. Really good. Is that a threat to Matoma? I think March is interesting because he doesn't really have anyone that can... We don't have any natural right-wingers in the team other than him. No. Um, and I was a bit worried that maybe he'd lost the faith of Deserby a little bit because he kind of dropped out a bit towards the end of last season. But Deserby's come back and said he wants him to get 20 goals and wants Matoma <laughs> to get 20 goals um, as well. Don't we all? I'm not sure either are capable of doing that, but it's a, <laughs> a, it's a nice target. Um, but I'm, I'm looking at that and thinking, I don't really know which the best one is out of those two. Like the, mm. the striker options are, are tricky with Ferguson and Undav and, and Welbeck. So I'm thinking, well, who are the nailed on players in, in this team? And I don't really think there's anyone. I think everyone is at risk of, of getting their minutes managed. I think everyone's mm-hmm. at risk of of missing out in the attack because we've got options with NC. So, yeah. you know. Particularly with European football. Exactly. Well. I know. So I'm thinking, well, who's the cheapest? best option in that team hmm. and I'm looking at Pedro and I'm thinking actually he's coming to the team and has looked really really sharp he's taken yeah. he's on penalties I think he could nick penalties off Gross as well because okay. Gross isn't amazing at penalties he, he lost because well, no, it was McAllister right exactly well it, Gross had them and missed a couple so then they handed it to to McAllister I think Pedro will fancy himself to be the penalty taker at Brighton um, I mean, I would like that. Well, yeah, exactly. Great. Why not? He's an absolutely amazing dribbler. He fits into the system. The only drawback with him is that he is quite a poor finisher. If you go on like the Watford forums yeah, and Reddit, but... but he's 21 years old and he's now playing in a team where he's going to get more chances than he had at Watford. Correct. Anyway, exactly. Yeah, he's playing in a better team. Exactly. So he was playing at Watford with players that. I hope Kelly Summers isn't listening, but get, <laughs> with players that, you know, weren't exactly setting the world on fire. Yeah. Now he's going to a Brighton side with real quality throughout. So he's going to have to up his performances mm. in order to get positions in that team. So I don't know if I've lost the plot, but he's one of the players that's been locked in every draft <laughs> I've done. I've, I've got to be honest, at the start, at the start of pre-season, I, I wasn't too sure. I mean, Harry made a good point. I was listening to FPL Juice, which is, which is excellent for anyone that hasn't... Um, been checking it out but FPL Harry was on there recently and they kind of said to him surely you don't pay 35 million pounds for, for a player yep. who you're not going to start but the point he made was well Brighton are trying to strengthen and we've got good players and mm. squad players now cost 30, 30 35 million pounds you know yeah so maybe. it's I don't think it's a guarantee is, is was his point that he's going to be nailed on to play every game just because he has that price there is going to be rotation I think him and NC so going to be battling for that that spot behind the striker mm. um too but you've got to think he's going to play significant minutes there's rotation risk elsewhere yeah, in the team there and there isn't it's not like a, it's not like we've got a sucker we haven't got one option in that team who I think is definitely the one to get I think any no. of them you could literally pick any of them and they could do well in those first three game weeks. So, and it was the same last season as well, wasn't it? Like with Brighton. Like, and in the end, we went for multiple of them because th- for that very reason, because there were so many good options mm. at Brighton. And it could be the same again this year. I do worry a little bit about when European football kicks in, what we might see mm. from Brighton. But that we're still a fair way away from that being a, a factor in FPL. And by the time that that is an issue... We'll have wild cards and stuff that are at that point, and we'll have a bit more understanding of how Deserbi is planning to manage the Premier League alongside uh, the Europa League. So mm. I think, I think for me, it makes sense to have a Stupinian and cover out that because he's the highest owned defender in the game. So not having him feels like FPL suicide at the yeah. beginning of the season, um, which is why I've backed down on it because. I wasn't doing it. He, the first time he's entered my draft is this week. Mm. He's not been in any other ones since. Ironically, before. it's the first time he's left my draft this yeah. week. Oh, I, really? I've, I've got steel currently because, okay. at, again, at the start of pre-season, I thought he's not nailed with, with Verbruggen coming in. I thought maybe yeah. he's going to... But I steel has been so good pre-season. Yeah. Like, he is so solid. His distribution, he's got an assist from yeah. like his, his kicking. His saving's really good. He really looks like he's stepped up to a level that I didn't think had in him. And I'd be very, very surprised if he started the season with, with the 21-year-old new signing when Steele's in the form that he was in at the end of last season and has carried it on to pre-season. So mm. it is a bit of a risk because there's competition, but I think the, the Steele option in, in goal and then, you know, going... I, I think I prefer Steele and Shaw, for example, than Onana and Estepinion, who cost the same. Yeah, it's interesting because I've gone the other way. Yeah, <laughs> it is interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's good though. It's good to have like different bit of variety. Yeah, spice of, of life. Out. Exactly, a bit of variety because there is <laughs> there's, a, there's a template forming. But I think with Trent now not being 
now 100% locked in people's teams. That is opening yeah. the doors for people to experiment a little bit and go with different players. Um, it's great. Uh, we've had a super chat, Sam. Ooh. From Scoped DFS. Oh, look at that <laughs> little graphic. It's got a little... I'd love to say, it, it come, come I'd, something special on it? I'd love to take credit for that, but I can't. That's just the <laughs> uh, the overlay that it comes with. That's excellent. Uh, firstly, thank you for all the content you produce. You're very welcome. It's great to be uh, doing it. Uh, if I was to sign up to Scout now, is all of last season's Opta data available to view? Yes, it is. Yeah, you can select last season and you can see everything. And um, at the moment, we're still in the original members, but new members is coming imminently. So you'll get the brand new exciting members area i promise <laughs> very soon i promise yeah cool yeah and um you know one, one of the great this is this isn't even last last week we got accused of um like uh advertising scouting we but it's not it's not even you know they, they basically scope dfs has paid to advertise scout in this, <laughs> in this, Love this. yeah but generally generally though if, if you haven't used scout before i think one of the most useful things to do is the um like the player comparisons that's mm. the most that's that's probably the thing that i use the most and you can you can compare players from previous seasons as well. So yep. you know Havertz is a is a good player. You can look at his his seasons or look at Martinelli, look at the Arsenal mids, and, and look at them all. So yeah, I mean I was having a look at Sun for the last couple of seasons while I was writing an article earlier. So some from twenty twenty one, mm. some from twenty one twenty two, and then obviously some from twenty two twenty three. And that they make for really nice comparisons because you can kind of see where where maybe you want to ignore the stuff that we had from last season when some was injured and not playing very well and where you want to kind of think, well, how far did it match up? Like, it's really useful. And of course, now we also have the plan FPL link as well. So you can see all of the kind of predicted points stuff in your team building planner as well. So it's go. all great. Lovely. I didn't get any stick at all for suggesting that the other day. If you saw that, no, I noticed. You saw that on Twitter. Yeah, everyone, yeah. Was, everyone was really kind and nice as they always are. On, on everyone Twitter. had a massive go at you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Standard. <laughs> Standard. Uh, this isn't a question. Uh, this is more of a statement from, from Spanner. Uh, okay. But I quite like it. I think it gives us some good players to discuss. Uh, underrated players. These are Spanner's underrated players. Uh, we'll, go through, we'll go through these. Just a couple of sentences on, on each one because there's quite a few. Uh, what about Dan Juma? Everton, 5-5. You know him briefly from his Spurs I cameo. do know him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I liked him at Spurs, actually. He didn't get enough game time and that was part of the problem, wasn't it? Whereas at Everton, he's going to get game time. Um He's lively. He's got a good eye for goal, to be fair. And and I think my my worry a little bit is what he's got going on around him. Mm. Like, as in, like, he, he's at Everton. I think Everton are worried about even, that as well, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we have the whole, is DCL ever going to be fit again in his life factor that kind of plays in. And so that is a bit of a concern. But I do think as a cheap enabler, he's actually quite a nice option. He's all right for five five, isn't he? Yeah. Like he's not yeah. he's not a six or six five. You know, he's in no. the bracket as Enciso and Jao Pedro, who, you know, there's there's risks associated with those. And Everton mostly got... they place for Everton. Yeah, well that that's the biggest problem. But I mean it's Fulham at home yeah. in, in the first yeah. in the first game. And I think, you know, from I mean, he didn't obviously get a lot of chances at, at Spurs, but he was quite a lively player when he came on. He was. And... When he got yeah. minutes, he was actually quite good. And I think he'd be one of those players that if he got if he gets consistent minutes he'll improve quite dramatically. Whereas at Spurs, he was never going to mm. get consistent minutes. He was only ever coming to kind of fill gaps and come on for 10 minutes here and there, which was never going to be great for him. But at Everton, I would expect that he's going to get regular game time. Yeah, don't hate it. Uh, Richarlison? Mm, right. So so Kane, Kane leaves in this hypothetical situation. Then Richarlison... Oh, obviously, that's not going to happen, Sam. Don't so if... He's, he's gonna well, no, I think it might now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, if Kane leaves, then Richarlison, I think, becomes depending upon what we do next with the 100 million that they're going to pay us for it, <laughs> um, I think Richarlison becomes a bit of a no-brainer. So the things that Postacoglu has been saying about Richarlison are really encouraging from an FPL perspective. Like he's talking about how he's the perfect fit for the way that he wants to play. He's exactly the type of player that he'd be looking to buy if he didn't have him in the squad already. And you saw that in the second half of the game against the Lions. It, a couple of days ago mm. because he was he came on he was lively he fitted exactly into the way that Postacoglu wants a forward to play the benefit that we have in FPL is that he's a midfielder so he's going to play in a forward position but have the benefits of being a midfielder so you're going to get clean sheet points if Spurs ever know how to keep a clean sheet then they'll be one of them um, and also you get the additional points for the goals and stuff like that and of course now he's 7 million so he's offering you exceptional value the caveat is if Kane doesn't for any reason leave, or we so we don't and and we don't sign somebody else, 
I think that's key. If we go out and buy somebody with the K money, then that might impact Richarlison's game time. But I do think that the way that Postacoglu speaks about him, he will be an attractive option. Mm. He's going to get game time. It's just if Kane's still there, his game time is going to be limited. Mm. Yep. A seven million, I think I'd be tempted by him, by him as yeah. well. We got one goal last season, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. And it should have been probably ruled offside as well, that one. Yeah. Uh, and what about some of the others? Um, Spurs defence, Adogi. I mean, he's. I'm seeing him in, in, a, in a few drafts, uh, but it's... But with the Spurs, Spurs defence that we won't keep clean sheets. No, that's, so, that's quite a big problem, to be fair. Yeah, it's a, it's a big issue. Um, so if you're going to go with the Spurs defender, I think you have to go with Porro and hope that there's some attacking yeah. returns that come. Um, I don't think there'll be a huge amount of attacking returns, though, there. I think if we sign a couple of central defenders, then there's potential. But at the moment, we're not playing as a team that it looks like it's going to get clean sheets and it's the opening fixtures for Spurs that look good for clean sheets and we don't look like we're going to be mm. ready for them defensively. So I'd avoid the Spurs defence. Almeron, 6-5. Obviously so good, so good for, for some big spells last last year. Yeah, I just hate the opening few weeks. The yeah. fixtures in the opening few weeks are just awful and I think at 6-5 there are other players that you could have that potentially offer you a nicer start to the season than Almiron does. I think Almiron could be one. He's going to be a purple patch player again, is my personal opinion. So you're just going to have to wait until that moment where he hits the purple patch and invest in the right time. Because otherwise you could end up just having him for periods where he doesn't really do a lot. I mean, the first five fixtures couldn't be They're worse. They're awful. No. Aston Villa at home, Man City away, Liverpool at home, Brighton away, Brentford at home. That is literally like potentially the top six (laughs) you know you know obviously no Arsenal or Manchester United but that is you know one two three four that's five teams who will be fighting for the top six um, this season so yeah I think it's a wait and see on him Uh, Solomon he's signed for for Spurs he's surely too risky he's not going to go straight into the first team is he no no he won't get enough minutes he's good player even I liked liked him at Fulham last year and and also has really impressed him when he's been playing in preseason. I've been really impressed by him. He's speedy, fits into what possible. He's he's one for the future. I think we've bought him as a kind of he'll he'll be good he'll be good in a few seasons' time. I think we'll, he'll develop him into something else. But at the moment, he's not going to shake the players that we have. So mm. I'd avoid. And then finally, what about Bernardo Silva? Mares has, has now left. He's gone mm. to uh, Saudi Arabia. So that right hand spot is is up for grabs. Foden looks set to feature more in midfield with Gundogan leaving. Um, there isn't really anyone else that can play on, on the right. Nope. So Silver at 6-5 might be a bit of a, a cheeky one. Yeah, I think he probably will. It, I mean, look, the other thing to say is that Mahrez has gone with enough time and City have got enough money sitting in the banks that they can go and buy somebody to replace him. And I would mm. expect that they will bring in new recruits. So we're going to have to wait and see who those new recruits are and whether those new recruits take the place of somebody like Silver who's been there and you know and Pep knows him I certainly don't think in the opening few weeks of the season that will be the case mm. like if, so if he brings in people you know I, th- I suspect that we'll still see a lot of loyalty to the players that he knows and trusts and everything like that so I I do think that for the opening few fixtures Bernardo Silva could be the best way to invest in a second Manchester mm. City asset Hmm. It's tricky, isn't it? Because like these, these are excellent options from from Spanner. I think they're all yeah. may, maybe other than Solomon, but the others are, are all uh, you know a potential. But it's just so hard to justify the players that you're going to take out to get one of them in because yeah. you can you can build a team with pretty much all Arsenal, City, Brighton, and United players, Manchester United yeah. players, and then you know taking a punt on a Danjuma or a Almiron. Um, is, is tricky unless you're going for Salah and Trent and then you need to free up some money so that's where the so, Dan Jumas and your Adugis come in yeah and I think that's the thing isn't it for somebody like Dan Juma then I think you can see it because if you're doing that that probably means that you've got Salah that probably means you're looking at a four-man midfield rather than a five-man so then you want mm. a, a budget fifth who's going to play and, and be there available from the bench if you want them and it probably means a burner spot in your a burner spot a burner slot. slot. I don't know what a burner <laughs> slot is. A burner <laughs> slot in the third forward. So probably looking like somebody like Cameron Archer. Um, and then probably a cheap budget enabling couple of four millions at the back. So I can see the Dan Juma pick. I think when you get up to the likes of, I think Richarlison only becomes an issue without Kane. If if Kane isn't there, then Richarlison, I think, should take that midfield slot. But I think most people, that would just, like for me, with the way my team's set up at the minute, that would just be a swap out for Madison. So it frees mm. up 0.5 
anyway. Um, but I don't think that you would, as standard, take a punt on Richarlison if Kane's still a Spurs yeah. player. Agreed. Uh, FPL Ropper Doggy, quack quack. Quack quack. Thanks, cool. Good. <laughs> uh, there was a really good question which I'm stalling to try and find. There it is uh, from Matt Francis. I think this is a this is a great question. Uh, this is a proper pre-season question, this is. Uh, how much emphasis would you put on saving 0.5 in your mm. Game Week 1 team to allow you to move to players that might rise sharply in the first couple of weeks? Is it worth it? I've been toying with this idea. Genuinely been toying this with, the, with this idea. So this is something I do every year. Leave 0.5 in the bank. Is it? I did not know yeah. that about you. Hmm. Hmm. I am I am cautious. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those managers that the thing that frustrates me the most about being an FPL manager is point one in game week one. Because what inevitably happens is there will be one or two players that for whatever reason I don't want to keep post or that have a bad fixture in game week one. And I go, okay, well, I'd, I want to roll my transfer into game week two because I you know, I was ready for game week two as well as I was rolling week one. So I want to be able to have three transfers going into game week, you know, potentially a mini wildcard if I want it. And nothing frustrates me more than getting to that point and having a player that's dropped. So be it that my 4.0 mid defender has gone down to 3.9 or whatever. And then I'm locked and I have to make another change. I have to sacrifice somebody else in order to make that transfer that I want to. That for me is the thing I hate most about FPL mm -hmm. when that happens, because I find it so infuriating that I'm having to take out somebody that I really wanted in preseason that I built a team to have only to then have to lose them to deal mm. with another fire that yeah. I'm fighting. So I've always kept 0.5 in the bank. Now, this season at the moment, I've only managed to create one draft that's got the 0.5 in the bank. There are ways of doing it, and I there are players that I can kind of just swap out for somebody else, and I think that's what will end up happening. Mm. But I, I really value that because it means I don't have to panic. I can just afford to go, all right, that player's going to rise and my player's going to fall but I value the time and the understanding and the team news and everything way more than that 0.5 that mm. I would have invested in my team. So I always do. Well, a, a point one is like a point five at the start of the season, isn't it? It because, is, yeah. Because the, yeah. if you, I saw a very amusing uh, post on, on Scout the other day with someone who was getting very stressed out by the use of the word price point. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that on the, on the forum. Oh, better not follow me because I use that all the it time. Was, it was very, it was very amusing, but as, and sorry if, you, if you're listening, but the, the price point is is a is a massive factor massive at the start factor. of the season because you know you're seven point five and you're seven. If you're seven point five drops to seven point four, that's you out of that price point yep. completely. Yeah, you're um, looking at sevens then. Exactly. Or conversely, if you're if you're looking for a player and you've got seven and that a player of the same price goes up to seven point one, you you can't get them. And we know the preseason. Uh, well, the first sorry, the first week of the season is so volatile because there's so yeah. many players. If a player scores a hat trick. In the Everyone first game it. of the season, that player is going to go up 0.2, 0.3 in that first week. And you, you, yep. have, you have to either move quickly to get them or you don't. Unless you've got that extra bit of money in the bank to then leave you that, that you know, yep. that totally. week to, to make a more informed decision as, as it goes on. So, yeah, I, I absolutely. I think 0.5 in the bank is an excellent idea, particularly if you're starting with players like I am, like a Havertz. Or, yeah. or some, if you've got if you've got some risks in got, your team exactly or like a, or Pedro for example Pedro yeah, um, totally Joe Pedro is a good example because if yeah. if you get pri if he drops to five point four and you haven't got any money left in the bank who are you going to get there's no other strikers no, exactly. that you can get for for five point four um, yeah. so yeah it's a it's, it's it is a very good question and a very interesting one uh, Sam Williams did As get fired from the fantasy football scout team last <laughs> year for having such an embarrassing FPL season or did he leave all his own record it wasn't that embarrassing I finished what like 150k it wasn't too bad could have been a lot worse oh, that's but... one of the best questions we've ever had <laughs> beat, beat Mark no, that's the main to thing fair, to be fair we uh, uh, I'll stand up for you here As we absolutely <laughs> did not want As to leave <laughs> thanks Sam we were very sad about it but he hasn't really left we're very sad, left. but his rank was so bad that we had to. We, we had just to had say. to. We had to get rid of him. No, he has. He's left. Is in. You don't work with us full time anymore. But yeah. you never really leave, Scout, do you? You have to. You kind of. I tried. In the family. I, I tried, but it's you no. don't want to leave me. Not really. <laughs> How can I say no? Let's go back and doing the uh, the Q and A's. Uh, no, I I didn't get sacked for having an embarrassing appeal uh, season. Although I'm sure that that could have happened. Um, you know, Chris can be ruthless with. <laughs> 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 he would have sacked you if he could. <laughs> he would have done. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, get a few questions about um, four point five keepers. 
um, as well from Michael. I'll say a few questions. It's Michael twice. Uh, good. He really wants to know about the 4.5 keepers. <laughs> I, I'm, I've got Steele at the moment, like I said. Um, I think there's some good options. I think Fleckard has been really poor pre-season. Yeah, I wouldn't is, go there. Yeah, which is interesting. I mean, Ray hasn't even left yet. I know he wasn't even on the bench in the last game, but um, yeah, I, I think he's a risk and a new goalkeeper in a team like that. They've got good fixtures. I don't know. I can see why people are still tempted, but I think he's out for me. Pickford, I'm seeing him in quite a lot of teams. Again, it's a good start, but he's not exactly very not the most exciting option, is he? No, I'd, I ha- until I went moved to Onana, I had Pickford and Leno as a rotating pair. Right. They do work quite nicely as a rotating pair. Mm. The fixtures in the opening few weeks sit nicely up until about game week six or seven, I think. So, and in my head, I was kind of like, well, then I'm probably thinking about a wild card anyway, maybe. So if I do want to change my keeper strategy, then that's a good time for it. But, and I do think that they work as a nice pair. So if you're looking for a pair of rotating 4.5s, then Pickford and Leno make a lot of sense. But if you want to go for a set and forget 4.5, then I think Steel is the obvious choice. Yeah, I think I just, I just wasn't sure when, when Verbruggen signed what would happen with Steel, but. Like, like I said earlier, I'd just be absolutely amazed if he, if he didn't start. I mean, he, I think now, yeah. he just can't be doing any more. He's, I mean, we're passing it so well around the back at the moment. Like, if, if you look at some of the, the preseason games we've had, we're so comfortable, you know, passing it. And, mm. and a lot of that comes from Steele because he's really calm. He's got so much confidence. Pretty much he's been a backup goalkeeper pretty much his entire <laughs> career. The confidence he's got to, to kick the ball around and then distribute it long, the saves he makes... I just can't see any way in which he doesn't start game at one. So he's he's the obvious one for me. But I appreciate lots of people are going with Stepinion and maybe don't want that defensive double up because yeah. you're probably going to lose Casado. So if you're looking for another 4.5, um, then I guess it's either Flecken or, or Pickford. Um, I'd That's probably, a good point, though. I'd probably if still Cas- back Pick, uh, Flecken, but not much in it. If Casado leaves, would you change your goalkeeper? What, from Steele? Yeah. No, this is very much. I'm very much convinced that Casado is gonna gonna leave. I mean, I just, I mean, we've we've turned down 80 million pounds for him, but the next bid from Chelsea is gonna probably be 85, 90. We're, we're not, we're just not gonna turn that money down for a player who wants who wants out. But does it make you defensively less attractive? I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, well, yeah, it does definitely. But the first few fixtures are really good, and still, still gonna make save points as well. Yeah, and I still think we're. Even without Casado, I still think we're a team that dominates the ball so heavily that teams are going to find it hard to create chances against us. Yeah. So it, it does weaken us because Casado, I think, genuinely is one of the best players in the league. But I still think even without him, we're still for four five, mm. he should still be a, a good pick. I think Verbruggen probably plays Europe. I think that's probably how they're going to work it. He gets okay. he gets the European games and, and still plays in the Premier League. Just a guess. I don't actually know. Obviously. Um, Get on the phone to deserve being asked, please. Yeah, it would be very useful. But yeah, but I need the full like, 11 from him because, oh, yeah, like I said, just so, so many players. Yeah, if he could label them all, like Premier League, Europa, Europa League, so we'd know, these. this is my Premier League team, this is my Europa League team, yeah. and we'd all go, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Great, just, thank just, you. Just put it on the wall, exactly. Yeah. little tattoo on their neck. Uh, something we didn't mention when we were talking about City from Greg Frost. Uh, Alvarez, 31 mm. games last season and can play on the right. Foden tends to play more central. Does Mares leaving make Alvarez a more attacking option, uh, a better option for us? You think? Might do, mightn't it? Actually, I'd not really thought I'd about thought that. I thought about that six five. I think it does. Probably, yeah. I mean, he's been playing a lot in preseason as well, and it's looked good. Um, maybe it does. You know, maybe that's maybe rather than it being Bilver, it's alvarez who gets mm. that i think that i think the slight <laughs> dangerous issue... doing these streams isn't it it's like oh yeah alvarez that is a good option well let's all like pile <laughs> in there uh, i think the slight issue i have is is with manchester city for the early part of the season like when you first start setting up your team for game week one you don't want to get it wrong and then be locked on the wrong city player because you've got you're tripled up like so i think if you're going Harlan mm. and then maybe you've got an ake or you've got a stones or somebody like that then taking a punt on alvarez starting is a little bit more difficult particularly as at 6.5 he's probably it depends on how the rest of your team structured i suppose he's either going to be your second or your third isn't he but for most people he might be your second choice forward maybe if you've got a big heavy budget in midfield i suppose he could be your third if he's your third i don't think it's the end of the world if he's your second and then he gets less game time I think that's mm. problematic yeah no, I, 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 like, I like Alvarez again I think he would be a, a ballsy call for people yeah 
Balls and calls mm. people. Like, I, like you just said, though, the, the risk is that you kind of get locked into that position. Because at least if you go for Foden and then one of the other mids, you know, comes out. You can move. You can exactly. move, but you, you're stuck with, with Alvarez. Um, you'd have to move yeah. to someone else. But, yeah, I think with, with De Bruyne back, I think people were hoping that he would, you know, play in, in the, you know, the place where he was playing when De Bruyne was out for a lot of last season. But De Bruyne is fit now and, and he's probably going to yeah. regain that place. And then Foden's going to come in. So does Alvarez get that spot on the on the right? I mean, potentially. If he does, then yeah, he's a, he's a great option at, uh, at 6-5. Um, we are going to start wrapping things up. We've got a, a nice little question here, Sam, from Steve. Who is the best FPL content creator? We don't we, know, we don't have we don't necessarily know who the, who is the best, but what um who do you who do you like out there? There's, I mean, there's so many good ones, but oh my god, there's hundreds. Who do you like listening to? Harry, I always listen to Harry. Harry's okay. really stepped it up the last couple. Harry's of Harry's really good, um, yeah. and I absolutely love James and Serge from Planet. Mm. Those guys are excellent. The content that they put out is the Patreon stuff they put out as well. I mean, with, with James doing the analysis of, of teams, they're just unbelievable. And... Yeah, they're unbelievable. James's football knowledge is like nothing I've ever known. And then Lee and I have a secret guilty pleasure, and that is that we like to watch Black Box together. Oh, <laughs> hey, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> nice. There you go. That yeah. Nice little plug. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, well. you know, there's, there's loads of, of, of great, of great people out there. I mean, as much of a traitor as he is, you know, old Andy. Let's talk. You can't. He's got a massive following for a, for a reason. He's very good to, to listen to. Um, in new content creators like Yellen is putting out a great content um, as well over on her channel. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, Harry's doing doing great stuff. I mean, Praz. I, lo- I Praz love. I love. I love listening to Praz. You know, Praz is now doing this new show with with Rich. Yeah. Um, as well, Sonaldo's teaming up with Harry, which is going to be a great addition to Scout. Yeah. Too. But yeah, I mean, only honestly though, if if I was if I was going to go, I mean, obviously Mark and I chat all the time about about stuff. I don't even kind of, you know, I won't even put him in the, in the conversation. But the only person who I ever go to to like for decision making and, and to sound out things is Praz. He's he's the he's the only one who I ever feel. I don't know. I just feel he adds. I mean, every everyone could give me good advice, but. I just like the way Praz analyzes things and rationalizes things, and it. I think that's the thing, isn't it? As an as an FPL manager, regardless of being a content creator, as a, as a manager, you you look for things that help you and the way that you think and the way that you see the game. And I think being able to one of the things that well, nearly all of the scout guys are able to do, but particularly Praz, is articulate his opinion in a way that even if it's not the way that I see the game. I understand what he is trying to say and yeah. I can see the value in what he's trying to say. Um, so yeah, he, yeah, he's fabulous. Sonado's fabulous. Harry's brilliant. There's Oscar Focal. He's Absolutely. great. Yeah. There's so many. I mean, um, and somebody being mentioned in the chat, I mean, the wire boys, obviously Praz has yeah, enjoyed them now. Great. Late risers, Ophar, um, yeah. Bakar, uh, if you family getting a few mentions. Oh, who are they? Um, as well. I don't know. <laughs> let, 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 let's let's spot it. Yeah. Uh, above average, FPL. They, they do some great pods. Um, too. Yeah. Again, going into the uh, things. Oh, Mark will like that from Mr. DXB. Mark will always be the OG. Yeah. Okay. Bless him. Yeah. I think we'll probably end on that before he's... In fact, I'm going to take that comment off the screen. There it goes. <laughs> <laughs> don't want his ego to get too high. Uh, Sam, as always, amazing um, talk. Oh, hang on. No, we've got, a, we've got a super chat to answer. Okay. It's just come in. A £2 super chat. We will answer that before we go. Uh, what are your thoughts on Levi Colwell and Visser mm. uh, at six? Okay, so I actually... So let's start with Visser. I like him. Um, so I've been watching the Brentford stuff. I watched the game against Brighton. And what I've been interested in is where's Mbamo? Where is he? And how is he playing? Is he playing as a direct replacement for Tony? No, is the answer. He's not. Visser is. Visser's playing up there. And Mbamo is playing... He's doing what he usually does. He's, you know, cutting in. He's taking shots from far out. He's going to be on penalties. Um, so I think Embromo is a good option, but I think Visser is the one that's going to replace Tony. Mm-hmm. So we just need to keep an eye on that because he could be a nice option. It's the fact that he's in that kind of forward, because Embromo is a midfielder, that makes him the more attractive one, I think, on paper for FPL. But Visser's probably the one that's standing out so far in preseason. And Colwell, well, it's going to, it's going to depend, isn't it? Because if Colwell stays at Chelsea and starts, and that's the key, mm. then he potentially breaks the defence because suddenly you don't need to pay. You might want to pay the extra for Reese James or Chilwell because of the attacking threat. 
but you don't have to and you can cover the defending and the clean sheet potential with a cheaper option which is lovely or does he go somewhere else and then become a regular starter there and then also offer good value for money so or because that makes him an attractive FPL option too but if he stays at Chelsea and is on the bench then yeah he's an option I, th- I, I I personally think Cole will stay at Chelsea and cements a, a centre-back spot with the final injury I think I think he's a, I just think he's a brilliant player and I think he, the, well, the way he passes suits um Pochettino as well yeah. he's, he's he's very direct he passes it really well he's going to spray it out to those wing backs uh and yeah I just I, I don't know why they wouldn't start him he's he's I think the Fafana injury is key, isn't it? It is, yeah. I just think him and him and him and Silver are gonna be a great partnership and um, yeah. you know, Badia Shil, Chalabar, Kulabali's gone. These aren't I don't think any of them are gonna be in, in his plans. So yeah, re- really like really like Colwell. And Vissa, I prefer Vissa to to Mbomo. I think he's been really rubbish in preseason Mbomo when I've seen him. He's got pace, but he just I don't know, he just hasn't really looked looked the part. And I think Vissa's take taken and take his chance to be Tony's replacement really well. He looks really sharp. He does, and really yeah. quick. I mean, it, obviously, it's the the penalties from Bomo that you're right. I think are a big factor. Um, but yeah, out of the two, I think for six million, a little bit cheaper. I think Visser is is the one I go for. Um, yeah, we'll call it there. Oh, we've met. Oh, no, we mentioned we mentioned Gianni, didn't we? As, as the content creators, I said about Gianni. Yeah, yeah, of course, we said about Gianni. Gianni is very good, and he's got a new YouTube channel as well. Uh, so check that. And out. And he's just lovely. He is a lovely guy. Yeah, lovely, good looking. And the general, we didn't mention the general, Mark. The general, yep. Check out the the general's podcast. I mean, oh, there's so there's so many, isn't we there? We are going to look as we shouldn't have answered this question because inevitably we've missed we, somebody. we've missed someone out. Yeah, Focal's in the chat. We mentioned him. Obviously, we Focal's, mentioned Focal. Uh, we did. Yeah, yeah. We should. We've, we have a hundred percent will have missed somebody, and right. they are going to be they're going to be upset with us. You're right. We definitely should. We shouldn't have started this. Uh, David Monday's um, had a mention uh, as well from Nuclear Atoms like that he'll be pleased when he listens to <laughs> he this will. to turn it into a podcast later <laughs> <laughs> lovely stuff thank you everyone for joining us we will be back same time next week sam four o'clock friday absolutely amazing so we will see you all there good luck with your drafts do what i did take trent out see what you can create and <laughs> yeah and, and let us know in the in the comments how, how they're shaping up <laughs> awesome thanks as bye bye everyone <laughs>